CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I was born in 1986, June 3rd. I was very bright baby and I was like a Chinese baby actually. But now that I'm 11 years old from the sixth grade, about to turn 12 on October the 2nd. 1997, this is the day not my birthday. But anyway, this is Tamika Jameson. I'm talking to you and I just want to sing you. A lovely song is going to be kind of nice, I hope. And I hope you enjoy it. My mom, Duffy Jameson, cousin, child godmother, sibling of Red Spirit, and they're about to have like a kind of family man, Mr. Hooper, because he loves to get married on March the 7th, 1998. But anyway, my sister, Daphne Jameson, we're going to dedicate this song to you and to them. And to everyone, it's going to be illustrious. So, just listen. ready or not and it just came I know I, I fucked it up right that, that, so that was the intro to Tracy's and Mika <laughs> ah, diggity damn it let me be professional on this bitch hello every, everyone how you say hello boys and girls hello you say hola como se siente hoy what <laughs> come again first and foremost the majority of people gonna listen to this podcast series speak English okay. so I'm gonna need you to speak English or at least what I speak Tragedy, but... Okay. Right. Okay, tragedy. Trace <laughs> oh, Amika. I never thought that this day would come. We've been planning on this 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 day. Well, for me, I guess, what, 20 years? Just recording myself and listening to myself. Because I was my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. 32, bitch. And I damn near ain't got none. Okay. Success will do that to you. I know, man. It... it Success is, um, I don't I don't really know how to describe success or even celebrity life or even how to um, define define that, to be honest, because all, all I want to do is create, tell stories, and then bring our people together, you know, to celebrate those stories. So we'll start with what was the purpose? Why Traces of Mika? Or what is Traces of Mika supposed to be? What do you envision it to be like? Traces of Mika. <sighs> I'm a vi- I'm I'm extremely introverted, and it's it's hard to tell nowadays because 
the people who have seen me in person or been around me know that I'm so lively. I could be so funny and comical country as hell. Can't talk. Um, but deep down on the inside, there are so many parts of me that I don't allow people to see for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of pain in my past, a lot of struggles, a lot of disappointments. Um, and then just that natural piece of me that just don't know how to connect with people. You know, I was the girl that sat in the, the bathroom stall during lunch because I didn't have any friends in high school, literally. What was that like? What, eating lunch in the bathroom? Uh, yeah. Hmm. It was lonely. Like, and you know, it was lonely. I was, I was sad for the most part that, you know, I didn't have anybody to sit at lunch with or I didn't understand why I, I didn't. You know, it wasn't like I was a nerd or like I stunk or like I was, I looked like I was poor and I couldn't dress. I was like a, a regular average black girl. But I wasn't into the things that the girls talked about. I mean, I wasn't into guys complimenting me about my body. Like, that made me feel uncomfortable. Like, I knew what having your body being violated, like, sexually, I knew what that meant. As a young child, I was violated. I ain't want nobody complimenting me. That, like, what you looking for? What that mean? You trying to violate me, too? Like, those are just things for me that I struggle with, I guess. And, I mean, being by myself, like, I was, like, my, my, my favorite person anyway. Like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm real cool. Like, any everything that I, I, I guess that I say I want to do, I, you know, I just do that shit. Like, I just do it. It is what it is. Well, what made you sit down with me? Oh, my God. Like, if people really knew who legendary Laquita is, y'all will understand. <laughs> this girl gives me life more than just life. We call each other yin and yang, literally, because yes, she is, like, my my biggest supporter. She's, like, my biggest supporter, and she is my biggest cheerleader. And she's seen, I'm saying she, like, you ain't in front of me. <laughs> But legendary Laquita has been there, y'all. Like she, it, you you need to have that one person in your life that that balances you out, that tells you when your shit stink, and then in the same sentence say, "I love you." Like we've had some ugly ass fights, and then like an hour later, I'd be like, "Bitch, what you want to eat?" Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you hungry? Like, you ain't like, you and we just keep it moving. Um, and it take a lot for somebody to love you unconditionally and like accept you for who you are, you know, your flaws as well as the greatest parts of you and embrace that and be like, you know what? I'm a rock with you to the end. I'm like, you know what, bitch? I'm a rock with you too. Like we are like the real <laughs> Thelma Louise. People don't understand. So that's why I'm sitting life. here with you, man. Why, why else? Why else not? Why else not? And she just scolded me a second ago. Thinking she was whispering in the mic to turn my phone off. You know what? I'm a boss. They call me the boss lady. My stuff is always going off. That whispers into a mic like nobody's going to hear I know my bad. Like, I know I don't see. Even like the producer of the series, he probably like, do she not know that I can hear her talking shit about me? My bad. Why he? You know I love you. I love you. Shout out to Waheed. We love you and stuff. We love you and stuff. So, quick recap. Upon this traces of Mika, let's give a quick rundown of the past three years. What do those look like? Oh, the past. We really can go back to like 10, 11, 12, 15 years. Right. And it's crazy how you and I even met because we met the very first year that I put out the Ultimate No-No, which was like my biggest selling project of all time. Like it was a project where I landed um, a book deal with a major publisher without an agent. 
I was so successful with that book that uh, a bitch was on the road like every month promoting that book, like on the corners of New York, acting like I'm from New York, you know, adapting the accent, saying, yo, yo, come get my book, book signing, book signing, two for $10, like I'm out there just getting it because I am determined. That's the, that, that was just me. The same girl that, that ate lunch in the bathroom saw, so, yes, me. So, wait, what was the question? See what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I always get distracted. You know, I always get distracted. Yeah, I got ADHD and stuff. It was about the past three years. And you were saying oh, yeah. So, back to the three years. So, with that being said, you, like, we dominated our industries separately being the same exact age you only one of the 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 largest or most successful independent bookstore chains on the east coast me dominating the 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 independent uh book world i guess sort of say with my own book not really trying to step on no toes i'm just doing my own thing like i just want people to read my book you know, like, what is the big deal? Like, let me let me tell you about my book, please. Yep. Like, just going to city to city, meeting with book clubs, and then, like, seeing that I could do so much more in this industry. I'm seeing so many things that are missing. So creating, like, a national book club that brought in emerging writers, independent writers, where they're able to meet agents and Hollywood execs and directors and their favorite ar- authors that they grew up reading. Like, being able to do that... Like, being able to travel the world, leave the country. And so, just to talk about my book. Like, I'm Tamika from Fort Worth, Texas. Like, little Mika. Mika, Mika. Little Mika, Mika. Right. Little Mika, Mika. Like, I did all that. Like, and people thought that it was a team of folks. I was doing so well in all of those positions that people thought it was multiple folks. No, son. It was just me. For years, I dominated all of that. I was um, booking venues, getting talent there, getting um, investors, getting media, working with networks like OWN, Fox, like WGN, like TV Land, me, like me, little Mika. Like, do y'all not understand? Mika, Mika. Like, Mika, Mika, like being my own manager, my own agent, my own publicist. People really thinking that me got a whole group of folks. And I didn't understand even then that I was really supposed to. I'm just doing it because I just knew how to. Having fun with that. And then it came a time where you and I crossed paths. We were like, I don't know, seven years into this game. Like you and transitioning out of the independent bookstore chain. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to transition into being more of a, uh, I guess, a philanthropist, launching uh, brands like Black Writers Weekend on the ABC Literary Awards, working with legends like Nikki Giovanni and networks like BET. Like I'm adapting and growing and I'm seeing you and I'm saying, you know what? So I'm I'm starting to do so much. I can't continue to act like an octopus, you know? (laughs) I can't keep doing all this shit by myself. What you doing? You want to come work with me? That's literally how it works. It really was. <laughs> Real talk. Like, come on. Man, I am exhausted. Like, these people think that I got, like, an army behind me. And granted, I had people helping me here and there. But no one was ever consistent, especially once they got on the inside and saw how much work it took. Right. They weren't consistent in that position. And they would come and go. And, you know, and me trying to keep a lot of these things going, because a lot of these things I created, like Black Riders Weekend and the ABC Awards, wasn't necessarily meant for me. Like, this ain't for me. Like, I could be going on doing some other stuff. Mika Mika had her own real dreams. So creating these these platforms, I just wanted something bigger and and better for us. Like, I'm a writer, and I want to be on TV. I'm a writer. I want to be on the magazine covers. So let me create that too, because I kind of have have an idea how to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people try to attempt to do it in the past. I'm like, yeah, 
No, I see another way that we can go about this. It always looks very independent. Very poor. I mean, not, you would not to knock on anybody else's attempt to, well, you know, to try to gather. Specific, but if it right. looks independent and poor, it looks independent True. and poor. And the reason why, like, even for me, like, some of the things that I've even attempted to do, just like with the awards, the venue costing up into $13,000 just yeah, for the venue. Mm-hmm. Just for the venue, $13,000. It's never been done. Like, n- that has never been done in this industry. And nope. this, di- this demographic, the things I was trying to do and attempt, well, am doing. So it takes a lot of work. And so when we, me and How you connected. You. Like, we got to go back. What? You didn't attempt to pull off the epicenter. We did that. Like, that shit got done. It really did. It wasn't an attempt. Like there's the same venue that BT did all of their productions. Yeah, like it's it never was been a production in our industry. Let that shit be known. Like we produced a, produced a whole awards production in the exact same arena that BET produces theirs. Let's clap it up for our own selves. Clap, 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 to be celebrated on a different scale. And wasn't nobody really doing it on a scale where it can really be seen. But it was eating at me. I don't like it. Like, I'm I'm sitting here telling you, I'm little Mika that ate lunch in the bathroom by herself. I don't want to do this shit. I don't really enjoy putting myself out there to talk to people like I'm uh, 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 Michelle Obama. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be... That type of individual where I, I have to speak up for a whole entire group of people or I have to represent a whole entire group of people. I just want us to have a place where our stories are heard and y'all can get y'all shit seen and all of that. That's that's basically the the gist of of the work in itself. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah. Does it sum up all of the past three years, everything? Nah, because a lot of the past three years, personally... Business-wise, as it grew and the team grew and you came on and a new wave, a new chapter opened. And that's when I realized there are some things that I still want to do. Mm-hmm. Like Mika still hasn't fully blossomed in the way that she wanted to since moving to Atlanta, the city that she said she was coming to at the age of 12. I've had my you own dream and aspiration. Like you, not she. Is it another little person? A little it is. Kid? You see her every day too. Like she'll come out and stuff. Like she'll have, she'll crack her jokes. It. You know what? <laughs> you know what I mean. Stop playing. <laughs> little Mika inside of me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the inner her. <laughs> okay, Alamax. <laughs> you know what? What I am saying is the things. The person who I've I've grown up to be. Uh, I'm 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 at the place where I'm, I want to be a little bit selfish in my journey. Like I want to do some more writing. I want to do some more storytelling. I want to, you know, love a few more people before I settle down. Like I want to, you know, travel the country a little bit more. I want to taste new foods, you know, and I want to Let's pause on that cuz it what? did hit the airwaves a little bit about this try new people. What, what you mean? mean by you like to try new people? Oh, you know how I did. Big Mika likes erotic fiction, <laughs> Big Mika does all this stuff. What about Big Mika behind the scenes? Mika behind the scenes is, well, you know, I'm, I'm a, a very free person when it comes to love and expression 
and even when it comes to my sexual partners, like I, I really have no preference when it comes to the men that I love and, I, and that I date. And I really, I love love. Like I love connecting. Mm-hmm. I love, I love dating. I love expressing myself with someone sexually. I think that it's beautiful. I think that expressing sex with someone that you really vibing and kicking it with, and y'all like each other. Why not? Why not? You know, I don't slide know. down that pole, <laughs> bitch. And enjoy yourself. <laughs> Let him know how much you like him, how much you enjoy his company. You know, and then y'all eat something, smoke a little something, you know, and then go about your day. Drink. Right, have a little drink. That is it's enjoyable. It's fun. I've been single for a while now. Like I, I tried the love thing. Like I tried it. I really did. People know that I don't like titles. I don't like telling somebody I'm going to be their girlfriend. I don't like meeting people's families and stuff, but I did it. I did it in real life. I gave it my all. And I don't think that I'm a horrible go- girlfriend, <laughs> but I think that I, I, in that time I had some some learning to do. Like that was my first attempt at really trying to be somebody's girlfriend, which is crazy because I've been somebody's wife before. That's all. Right. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Y'all got to go into the, to, the, to the podcast, right? To really hear that part. Like you got to keep listening. Um, man, the, in the past three years, first and foremost, a, 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 female, a bitch, a female, whatever the fuck you want to call me, has been working on being happy. I have been working on being happy, period. And that did not include my children. That did not include a love of my life. That did not include a best friend. That did not include a sister. That did not include my godmother, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, anybody else. It included me. These past three years, I've been working on trying to get to know me and what I like. You know, doing the things I like to do, like getting myself together, going to therapy every week, getting my mental together, like Which owning up deal. to the fact that I got some past pains that have altered my reality, like understanding how I communicate, like realizing who I am as an individual and owning that shit and being like, you know what? Yeah, I was at that chick that ate lunch in the bathroom by herself. I was that chick that ended up having a baby at 16. Yeah, I was her. You know what else I did? I made my dreams come true. I published my book. I went around the, the fucking world. I landed book deals and I landed book deals for other individuals. I put other people on. I, I Not only did I journey up to the top, I took other people with me. That you'll never get credit for. That I would never get credit about. for. And, and and honestly, it ain't never really about credit because life should be about, be about paying it for it anyway. We always be yeah, helping right. each other anyway. What does my success have to do with your success? What does my my lack of have to do with yours? None. None. But most people that have nothing but time on their hands, they have nothing to do other than focus on somebody else's success or lack thereof. It's just a part of the game. It's it's sad. I, I think I think that it's sad as an individual, not as an individual, but as a as a nation, or just with the social media and, the, and how the culture climate is, mm-hmm. that people forget about real life. And people forget that in real life, not only will your mouth get you fucked up in real oh, life, but there are consequences to the energy and things that you put out. Don't get it Into twisted. Yep. Social media, like the the social universe, that's not real. Oh, when you step into the real that. world, yeah. When you step into the real world, the energy that you exude comes back to you. Yep. I only want to exude love, Light. support. 
you know, some good times. When I'm feeling you and I'm liking you, I want you to send those same vibes to me and let, you know, let's do what it do. Like, let's have fun. Like, I seen, like I said, I seen the end. I seen how this shit end. I ain't about to go back and forth with these folks when when there's nothing really to go back and forth over. Do you not know a bitch gonna be dead soon anyway? Do you know not that our days are numbered? I'm about to go have fun. I'm about to go make money. Like, I'm about to just go be a good person and do me. Continue the way you started. So with Traces and Mika, <laughs> the past three years have been about getting back to happy, understanding who I am, owning that, loving my children more, um, understanding my past, accepting the people that I have lost and loved, um, accepting the mistreatment, accepting my flaws, like mm-hmm. owning up to my own shit and like stepping into my own light and being like, you know what? This is me. This Mika, this little Mika. I'm out here dreaming out loud in Atlanta. Like real talk. Like that's what Trace Mika is. What can people expect in some of the upcoming episodes? Well, they can they can expect conversations with my daughter, more conversations with you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my mentors, I have a conversation with her. I talk about my love life and my sexual life, like the things I like to do, you know, more than just in, inside of my erotic books. Because in my erotic <laughs> books, I get very detailed. I'm very detailed with, um, you know, in that world. So I, I tap into that a little bit more. And then I talk about relationships and goals and ambitions. And I bring in friends and people that are close to me to give me their insight. You know, we just chop it up. We have fun. Sometimes we in here drinking. Sometimes we just finish smoking. Like, we we just want to kick back and laugh and shit. Like, right. this is going to be a journey within, I guess, my, I guess, my way of thinking. And, 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 and where I came from and where I'm trying to go and trying to get people to understand that I'm, I'm human too. Like, I did it. Like, I, I actually intentionally made my dreams come true. I actually intentionally loved people. I felt the pain. I embraced the pain. And I moved forward. I made it through a lot of different shit. And they can, too. Like, we ain't no different. We are no different from them. So, Traces and Mika, it's going to be tight, y'all. It's going to be tight. Don't You know what? They're going to judge me, though. They definitely going to judge me. And that's fine. I'm ready. I'm ready for the judgment. Hey, y'all. Enjoy the show. Ready for the judgment. I'm ready for the release. Invite only. Invite only. (laughs) Okay. Let's take it all the way back to Delphine. When Delphine first started, I remember one of your your biggest authors because she came to my store. She did signings there. You had her going all over the place. Mm -hmm. We're just going to call it a gravy train for a second because it was at the beginning of when the gravy was rolling in at Delphine. Right. You know, you know who you are. That's great. If you don't know who you are, you're probably going to hell for not owning up to yourself. Right. But at any rate. But, but, but what, <laughs> we're not going to mention no names while we address these these things that were said and done online. We're not even addressing things that were said and done online. We are addressing things that you and I have already discussed. Right. Things that people don't know have touched you because you actually believed in them. Right. You invested in them not because of your obligation as a publisher, but because of who you are as a person. If they had something that benefited you and you had something that benefited them, I can remember years ago, you on tour because it worked. Right. It worked. It generated the sales that needed to be generated. The mutual energy was there. So you guys traveled together and made money. It made money. And then what happened? When we started making money, um, 
together. The checks was like nice, real nice. Just her cut. Her cut was nice. So imagine her. Give me cut. a ballpark figure of her 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 cut of I the mean, gravy train. We we talking about monthly. I mean, one time I issued a thirty four thirty five hundred dollar check in one month at one point. And this is back in the beginning of the urban e market. The urban, the urban e, and, and the reason why why that check grew and 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 I don't like to really sometimes say this, but the the ebook industry was uh, where well, the publishing industry was shifting. Yes, and um, the whole market, right? And so this series that you know I basically rebranded, repackaged, and all of that. Um, I, I need to figure out a way to get it moving. So ebooks was fresh and new on Kindle at that point. I said, man, let me just make this. Nine nine cent, and see if it push. Had it ever been done before? Nah, I and and if it had, I hadn't seen it. Um, and what's interesting is when the things when I have done things is probably I hadn't seen it before. Now, granted, I just don't be inventing things, but I don't be seeing it either. Like it comes from my own my own headspace. Mm-hmm. So with with doing that 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 book and that series skyrocketed to like number one, and we did huge huge numbers. Like I was. Proud of the work that we we did, or not necessarily we, but I was proud of the work <laughs> that myself and a few individuals did that time to push that series to the top. And we was, you know, we was making money. We was making a lot of money, and she saw that um, her cut was was pretty nice, and she wanted to see if she could do it on her own. And she started her own independent um, publishing house, brought on her own Arthur, and you know, I wished her well. But before I did, I did offer her a, a VP position within Delphine Publications. Like, I was like, nah, we get money together. I think it's smart for us to continue to get money together because that's just smart business. So she didn't want to do that. She wanted to kind of fly on her own. And who am I to hold people from trying to fly on their own, you right. know? So she flew on her own for about a year or so. The ebook industry was shifting. Definitely after I did that 99 cent book, like everybody else, their mama started doing that. And, you know, the like the industry shifted. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I'm not saying that I'm the one that shifted it. I'm just no, saying I was. Yo you know what? We used to have that argument. I know, man. I was the physical <laughs> retailer and you were an, a self-publisher. So the entire industry at that time was calling still, sending their books to submit them to the store, somebody to read it, to get on the shelf. Right. They were still calling, hey, I want to put my books on the shelf. Now, mind you, with self-publishing, self-publishing didn't come with a how-to. You didn't go to school to learn how to do it. It it wasn't a college degree that you can get. So most times when self-publishers came into the industry, business was not a strong suit. They didn't understand a wholesale price, an nope. invoice. Don't send me no Returns. fucking PayPal because I'm not sending my money via PayPal. Like, I'm, I made people do business to get into my store. But then the argument became, you want you are selling your book online for a dollar. Yep. And you want people to come in my store and pay and, 15 Yep. Wait a minute. Pause. Rewind. I got five locations. And I also was distributing at the time. And I also was paying for other self-publishers' print runs. You sure was. You were doing a lot of stuff, man. (laughs) So the one thing I understood was business and profit and bottom line. How can you try to sell me your book, even if the wholesale rate was 50%, 750%, when I can just go download that shit off Amazon, get the whole PDF, and because I have relationships with printing companies, I could do what everybody else is out here doing in the industry right now and print your shit. Mm-hmm. Nah, I can't do that. I, I can't. 
I can't. And it was it was a hard decision, you remember, because I was publishing as well. Yep. So as a publisher, you led the publishing industry on the urban book side down that line because the readers never wanted to pay more than 99 cents. This is true. And granted, it, it was good business for the, a publisher, but not mm-hmm. good business for bookstores. No. Um, and that really did shift the book industry. Like, it shifted it. Like, as so many people now begin to jump into the industry because it became easy. All I got to do is put up, you know, 30,000 words, put 99 cent on it, and boom, now I'm a national best-selling author. No one really understood what it meant to be a literary artist. Nope. And I've always stayed true to that, especially when it comes to Delphine Publications. Not that I just publish writers, but I coach them mentored them took them on a road with me mm-hmm. a lot of them I brought them into my home y'all ate my food <laughs> like yeah. it's like y'all 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 drank my water like y'all met my children like we had real relationships and because I'm very personable um I can be like funny and stuff like give them advice people want to call me and talk about their personal issues with family and friends and things like that sometimes I will front money or whatever the case may be because that's mm-hmm. just who I am mm-hmm. now so granted that may not be the best business decision <laughs> But as a friend, because, you know, apparently that's, you know, everybody forget that I was their boss. Right. I was your boss. I invested money mm-hmm. into you. Like, I get that we cool and stuff. But when it comes to these coins, uh-huh. I'm going to still need this money to, you know, to be coming in. I'm going to need you to still be doing what you need to do right. to push these books. That is business. Like, we can hee-hee-ha-ha, but your money's not the one that's tied up. Mine's is. So with the gravy train, when she left and tried to... Oh, yes. Back to the gravy train. I said tried. Because Amazon don't teach you how to be a publisher. And because you are Mm -hmm. self-published does not mean that you are a publisher. Let the church say amen. Anybody want to debate me, my email is legendary. Laquita, we can get up there for a presidential debate. Woo! Uh Education and knowledge is power. At any rate... Knowledge is power. Knowledge (laughs) is power. At any rate. Well, when she tried, um, I think maybe a year and a half later, she came back to Delphine Publications. How did that happen? How did she come back? She, she sent you an email? Did she call you and say, hey, girl, I don't this really remember because out. we was like, like, well, like you said, we was on the road a lot together, getting money together. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm spending thousands of dollars personally on vending booths, like fronting I all remember. the costs and shit uh-huh. so that these books can get moved so people can really see you in person. Right. Not just on a computer. Right. So when she came back like um, a year and a half later or so, she just asked. And, you know, like we cool and stuff. So I'm like, okay, well, let's start writing on this series. We wrote a series together. What's popping? The series popping. People still ask about that series. And great writer. Great person. Like, um, you know, she... I ain't gonna get into anything personal with anybody. But I I, I wish her, you know, a, a well, like... All the hard work that we did collectively, all the things that she learned from being, from working side by side with me has helped her propel into, you know, who the Arthur that she is today. Like, at one point, I dubbed her, like, the queen of her genre. Like, I believed in her and I still believe in her. Let's, let's oh, not I let... Think she hands down. Right. Some yeah, let's, let's not let the work go in vain. But let me, let, let me say something because I, I watched this at the beginning of social media long before Twitter, long before Instagram when it was just Facebook. My customers used to come in the store and say, I really like so-and-so author until they befriended me on Facebook. I don't like them as a person. Right. People forget that these readers really look at you guys 
as celebrities, somebody yep. that's untouchable. You live in another state. They have invested their money in you and you have in return giving them an, giving them an emotion. Yep. Whether it's pleasure, sad, we cry as readers, we laugh, we get the book wet in the shower. Well, I don't know what y'all new e-readers do, but my books get wet in the shower. At any rate, that can have an impact. It, ha- it can have a direct impact on readership. You can be the greatest writer in the world, but when you start to publicly attack people, you got to understand your platform. No matter whether you built her platform, no matter whether she spent her own time to build her platform, even when she had that additional platform, she never pushed her books that were still with you. So if I'm going to be an author and I'm going to claim that I know business and I'm going to use my platform to tell people business, it is responsibly your job to tell them the truth, to give facts, not what you think. And I think that... Subconsciously, you gave people power in this industry with this 99 cent because in giving them the belief that they can do it, too, they jumped right in and just assumed they was a boss. And then here comes social media really making you a boss. True. I mean, but that's true. I think we carelessly take on positions that we are not necessarily meant for, which is why I felt like even with her coming back to Delphine, she realized that we are stronger together. Right. Um, but the, the the industry began to shift and a lot of other people came in and the money wasn't really the same. At all. So I, I when I realized that it was more so, m- let me see what I can just keep getting from Tamika and see if this is going to be beneficial for me. Uh, I was like, you know, I'm putting my energy into bringing in, in more people. Like, um, and so I started bringing in more Arthurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, she shifted off and, you know, and to do some other things and, you know, making deals that I felt that were beneath her talent. Like, all the hard work that we did, and we're going to go in and deal with people who aren't even qualified to take you to a national, not even national, but global level. Do you not know how great you can be? Do you not know how to, all the work that we did was leading to something more? Not this this ebook stuff that gets you money today. So, with that being said, I ain't had nothing to say. I don't never have nothing personal to say when it comes to business. Like, I just go and move on to the next investment because I like money. <laughs> like, right. like, I don't like when people get into their feelings and stuff about, like, it, oh, does this argument make me money or 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 not? Nah? If it don't make me no money, then we ain't really got nothing to talk about. And that's just me being a businesswoman. Like, real life. Let, let's let's talk about some coins. Like, just all we want to do is get some money. So when that stop being about getting money on some personal stuff, like, I don't really want to do all that. Like, I'm still the girl at the end of the day that ate lunch by herself. I don't care about eating lunch by myself again. (laughs) (laughs) That's what people don't understand. You know what, bitch? I will always sit there while you eat lunch. (laughs) You know what? So, (laughs) this bitch. Can I, can I, can I vent? Yep, go on. Lay it on the line. So moving forward, I mean, when we're bringing in other authors, um, I am still who I am. Like when I talk to people, it's the type of energy that I exude that I try to get people motivated, you know, to to be their best selves. Like you know, and and offering people to travel with me, like booking vendor booths all over the the nation. That publishers don't even do this. Pub- publishers don't do this. Like they don't sit here and just be traveling across city to city to city to city, but try to, to try to get people to meet y'all in person. So like it was me trying to bring in more people and try to create or encourage them to be the same 
type of successful writer that I did with my first round of writers, um, I, I think I attracted a lot of opportunists. And then I once they got into Delphine Publications and, and they saw the the work that, that needs to be done, um, it became something more. Like and, and this is also too why I started requiring my writers to do book signings. Like now if you come to Delphine Publications, you are you have to get your ass up off behind the computer and do some events. Like I really put that in my contracts with my writers. You're going and to promote exactly, your books. I gotta pause you there. Because still being a reader whether I was a ghostwriter or not, being a reader over all this time, you know, I pretty much follow, not follow social media-wise, but I'm in tune with whatever it is that my authors, um, the authors that I like to read, what are their next projects, when are they going to be out and around. You know, I've been in the industry for a long time, so it's not about coming out to show face. I might just actually want the book, and I don't want it electronically. I'm old school. So with that being said, out of your entire roster and catalog, they ain't do shit other than write the book or go somewhere. So what contractually, if you can speak on it, what were the consequences? Honestly, I didn't have consequences for my artists who didn't do book signings. And that was probably definitely a mistake on my end to not have real consequences for people not to promote their own book. But for me, for common sense, logic, why would you come to a publisher and not publish your book? I would literally have events in some of these Arthur cities and they would still not come to the the event. Right. I remember traveling. But yet they will come after the fact and be like, run me my money as if they so hot. Like I am still an independent traditional publisher. Like, I came before the digital age. You're going to have to operate in the manner that Delphine Publications does because that's where our readers are at. Right. That's how we get the money. That's how we get the coins is we get off our ass and go and promote go our something. books. Right. But they didn't really understand and get that. And when I say that maybe between 2015 and 2017, I made bad investments in people. Like, I made bad investments. And when it came time to work and promote those books, they didn't do that. And I began to see no return on my money. No return. And then I began to see people who were so friendly and so hee-hee-ha-ha in the beginning begins to become distant and cruel and accusatory because I'm supposed to be doing this and doing that. I'm taking your money. I know I'm making $1,000. Really? You making $1,000? Yes, because you're all over the country. Yes, Tamika Newhouse is all over the country. Right. Tamika Newhouse is promoting her books. Tamika Newhouse has an interview. I ain't taking your books with me. Why am I taking your books with me? I'm not on the road as your publisher. I don't have to take your books with me. I don't have to. And I think that's where people begin to confuse the two because there was a conflict right there. Right. Not only was there a conflict, I'm cool. Like, you can talk to me all day, every day. Like, you got a personal issue. I'm, I'm human. So I get it. Like I said, I've seen the worst. I've seen the end of the end. I, I have compassion. So what you go, what's going on with you? What you got going on? Nah, I mean, like, I'm, and I'm going to push you through, and I'm going to talk you through it. Not only that, and I'm going to talk you through it because you're an investment. Right. I care about you, but I need you also to get your ass up and go promote this book. <laughs> please. Pretty please. And thanks. And thanks. God. <laughs> Damn. But <laughs> honestly, man, that really didn't happen with a lot of writers around that time. And Delphine Publications in itself began to not profit a lot. I went from um, a high six-figure company, what Delphine Publications did to making 
well under maybe 70,000 and then it got lower and lower and lower and lower. And I remind you, my own books made me money. I'm popping. Like, let's not forget that Tamika Newhouse is a brand in herself. <laughs> and I don't just get book, you know, money from my books. Like, I work with, with, Important people, hello. Like, like and we like really process this. It, like, when I get money, I, I have multiple streams of income. Like, I've taught myself that a long, long, long time ago to do that. Um, but, you know, like, so anyway, we're moving forward past the gravy train because I don't really want to dwell on that, wishing her well, you know, good all that good yeah. stuff. Good luck um, and good raise. You know what? <laughs> I want to address something about something that she, she I remember someone told someone told me about something that she she posted and this is doing all the social media hoopla oh, from that was going on. Ant. Yeah, for, 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 for what? That little piss ant. P- piss ant? Oh yes. my gosh. Girl, oh my god. Oh my god, the piss ant. Oh my god. That was so deep. Piss ant. P I S S. Piss ant. Ant. As in little. Oh. Wow. Okay, so you caught okay, it. Okay, I caught it. Caught I caught it. it. Yeah, so there was there was a lot of drama going on on social media from a con, uh, royalty dispute between um, an, an Arthur. A fatal mine. attraction. Oh, my God. Talk about it. Ugh. Ain't Let's, no damn royalty dispute. That's a, I love you. Why don't you love me? Okay, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's and it's, it's in a way where it really was like a, on a, a really friendship family connection. To be betrayed by somebody who was your real friend, mm-hmm. somebody who, you know, that you were close to, that you thought was your real friend, what I thought was my real friend, like, like I'm, I, maybe I, I'm impressionable because again, I'm the girl that ate lunch by herself. I don't know how to make friends. So growing up, you know, as I got older and you know things like that, I've known this person though, for years before we actually became close, like before we became friends and calling me and venting to me and crying to me and asking me for advice and things like that. Like we shared really great intimate conversations, encouraging each other. Well, me more so than them, you know, like mm-hmm. you know I do. So when it came to that violation that he did of me online. It, it it created a moment for other people who had issues with me to also say something where there was false well, fabricated truth, right? Or thought like we gonna wait a decade to say something on right. like on on supposed things that um that was extremely fabricated. Like it's it's so many things that was something that was said where I was like, wow, like. What actually do I address besides the fact that I'm about to go to this next event and get this Hello, money and get this money and get this money? Like, but she said something about, or someone said something about, um, you know, my my love life and my sexual life, as if it's anybody's business. Like, I don't care if me and Santa Claus was fucking around and I knew the presents that y'all was getting under the tree every year. Like, what does that have to do Sons. with my work? that I do to, to, you know, to create these experiences and, you know, and, and, you know, talk about these books and these, you know, and just, y'all don't understand how, how amazing it is to have so many published black writers. Like our history alone is so, you know, sad and tormented that, and we weren't able to read and write back then. Like our, our, our true blood and our true bloodline went through so much shit where we couldn't even create our own stories and, and celebrate and and utilize our own culture. But now all these years later, we're able to do that. And we're able to tell our stories the way that we want to. And can't nobody say shit about that. That is really powerful. Like, I like the fact that we're able to do that. So let's have fun with that. Like for me, that's more important. That's more important than who Tamika Newhouse slept with. Who cares? 
I think, but I think that that becomes a topic of conversation because there's no more other professional information to fabricate. And the only people that are going to sit and entertain any type of foolishness is broke people. Like, it just is oh, what it is. My because God. people that broke people. have ambitions, this people that true. are trying to get you know to what? the money, right. they're fucking busy. They busy. I don't know and don't give a shit what was said and we got through that shit without you knowing half of what was said I know. you know why cause bitch we was booked I really was the- we didn't even fucking have time to keep checking I was on the plane no goddamn Facebook I was on the plane no fucking petition I was speaking at the YMCA telling you was going one way signings. to work and I was going another way to work like it was it I was matter. busy I was really busy too busy to really address some of the things or even look at the things that are being said like wait what What's being said on Facebook? Oh, okay. Well, let me call you back after I'm finished with this speaking engagement. Exactly. Like, exactly. let's let's keep this 100. You can like, keep calling to say what was being said, but did you get it shut down? Right. No new friends. No new friends. And, and half the old friends gone too because you yeah, wasn't a friend. Don't yeah. DM and talk in secret. When you rock with something, you rock with it. Yeah. Cardi got a whole video out right now talking about raping a man. Yeah. Raping, drugging Why him. Why they and robbing, robbing him. him and drugging him? And the body gang still came to her defense. Yeah. Nicki Minaj. Brother went to jail for molesting a little child, and she yep. paid the bail. The barbs was right there taking her defense. Where the fuck was all the Tamika Newhouse friends that were calling and in your DM? And where the fuck were the Tamika Newhouse fans that were calling in the and in the DM? See, I think that the problem is the people that are not a part of the entrepreneurship world, they don't realize how many hats we wear. I know. A you lot are of hats. Tamika Newhouse, the human being. You are Tamika. New house, the mama. You are Tamika Jameson, the individual. Yep. You are Tamika Newhouse, the CEO of Delphine Publications. And I can go on and on and on. Yeah. So as far as the audience is concerned, as far as the ebook or the the authors, whether they were under you or not, the the bandwagon that came and jumped on the train. Right. I would like to end by saying this. We going to show you how to get some money over this bullshit while y'all played online for free. Have a nice day. Oh, Lord. Have a nice day. We need an exit song, son. Come on. Ooh. Ooh. Someone say. <laughs> someone say. <laughs> oh, someone say. Girl.